I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 
Steve Jobs, huge <laughs> podcast Big listener. Fan. He's a huge fan. Uh, look, uh, we also got, I noticed, we, look, if you want to get in touch with us, we've got an email address, but to be honest, who uses email? So just go to, fa- everyone uses Facebook. Did anyone email us? No one emailed us, just the Gmail team telling me that I'm 10% through setting up our account. I don't know what more they want. <laughs> <laughs> what more do they possibly want? I think it's just a really Maybe like, we need to subscribe to the HeyFam through the Gmail. I think we need to, no, you know what it is? It's them trying to convince us into getting a Google+, Plus, <laughs> just so we can populate it with a piece of content. I love Google+, Plus. <laughs> I use it all the time. You know what, if you want to get any, um, I guarantee you, if you were like a school shooter, or if you had like a hate crime or something like that, if you had posted your whole manifestos on Google+, they'd only discover it like post-event because nobody's like on there. It's like a decade later. It's like Facebook is probably saving so many people's lives because they're like, oh, this kid's a bit off. Let's, let, let, yeah. let's, let's take that terror threat a bit seriously. This, this, is, a, this is a very uh, 2010 joke, but Google+, Plus is to Facebook what How to Make It in America is to Entourage. Boom! <laughs> and let's kick things off with another HBO show. Oh, ballers, no, look. Ball, yeah, sure, I was going to do detective, but get it straight oh, into no, it. Oh, no, ballers, look, this is a weekly segment, which until the season <laughs> gets cancelled. So we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it four more eps. Uh, ballers is the Rock's new show on HBO. And if you it's don't know that... It's a show that, that uh, Angus tried to get me to watch a full episode <laughs> of last week, and I said, I tapped out after 10 minutes. Yeah, and I tell you <laughs> what, he got absolutely nothing less of an experience than I did who have watched that whole episode. And another one. 1. 1.5 times. Look, this is basically... It's going to be the hottest show. If you're going to be getting into the right nightclubs, if you're going to be rubbing shoulders with the right people, you're going to have to know what happens on Ballers You're going to be a Ballers baller. The thing is, no one wants to watch Ballers. It's terrible. So the good news is, I'm going to watch it for you every week. And I've taken three takeaways today's episode. Oh, good. So I'll start the clock. You only have 30 seconds. Great. Okay. Um, I'm just going to bring up my notes. I was legit taking them. It says 30 minutes. Do you want 30 minutes? Let's go 30 seconds. All right. Um, And go. And go. The Rock has lent 300 grand to one of his clients. Now, that is also a, um, that's the same point as I made last week, but that just goes to show that not a lot happens per episode. That's still the biggest thing. Uh, the Rock made a big point of telling one of his uh, uh, colleagues that the suit he has is custom. Now, might I also add, that suit has to be custom. Like, no shit, The Rock. It's like four tents stitched together. Just watching him walk, and it's amazing. Oh, and the other point, takeaway I had from watching it is... Um, oh, it's cool. You've got 29 and a half minutes left. Oh, good. Well, this is um, <clears throat> this is a tie back into a discussion you and I had last week. Kudos to the team behind Ballers, because while The Rock has, as you know, he has a beautiful face. He's bald. He's got, there's so much skin there. I know he's a baller, and get this. The words baller and is not tattooed on his forehead. And I think, look, if the Suicide Squad, if DC Comics are listening, have a look at ballers. The Rock is sending the message loud and clear through, I don't know, call it, call it intuition, call it, call it just acting, call it doing his job. What about if Suicide, in the crazy possibility that ballers gets a second season? And, uh, That's a world I want to live in. <laughs> That's a Kickstarter I'm starting next episode. <laughs> Save ballers before Save. it even needs saving. Perfect. Um, what well, goes into administration first? Let's start a ska band called Save Ballers. <laughs> mighty, mighty balls, balls, baller stones. <laughs> it's going to be big. Look, what's going to go into administration first out of Mark Wahlberg's hobbies? Is it going to be executively producing ballers or Wahlberg's, his burger stop, which has like three shops in, in Boston and that's it? What about Fat Sal's? Do you know about Fat Sal's? No, what's Fat Sal's? That's Turtle's restaurant in LA. Legit? Legit, yeah. You really? Yeah, Just t- named t- after himself? Yeah. his character was Sal. Yeah, yeah, turtle- yeah. He has, he has a restaurant where you can get like man witches. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, Is that why he's so thin now? Because he saw what actually went into making food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, uh, that, um, also there was eight conversations in the episode that were on the phone. Three of those, I think, 
with conversations to say I'll be calling you later for a future conversation. It's a ama- like it's at least at least fifty percent of the show is the, the conversations happen on a phone. Eighty percent of scenes are people walking into cafes on the phone or walking towards their car or exiting car on their phone. It's, it's insane, and it's the kind of show where like you like you know I, I, you're never gonna like if you wear a Bluetooth headset you're a dickhead, but. <laughs> I mean, you're a dickhead on this show anyway, so why doesn't anyone on this Bluetooth show... Bluetooth headsets nothing in this show. Yeah, why don't, why don't they wear a Bluetooth headset? Hey, look, I was on our Facebook wall, which is what I was saying, if you want to get in touch with us, Facebook, it's just, hey fam, uh, if you do want to email us, it's hey fam podcast, but that's weird, you don't want to do that. I noticed someone gave you a suggestion, a Kristen Johnson. Yep. And they, now this is, we have been asking for episode pitches, but I'm really liking the initiative shown here. Uh, hi Andy Drew, whichever you prefer. Neither. Do you want to say for the record here? Neither. Neither. Okay, great. That's because... Uh, um, that, that, that Neither really changes, is fine. It really changes the birthday cake I'm planning to make you next year. So that's good. I would like to request an episode where you watch the Simpsons movie and do a commentary track. Now, is there any history behind this? No, none, none so whatsoever. So this is a legit request. I thought, okay, yeah. there's got to be a personal joke no, here. No, maybe, maybe maybe this is just something he requests of every podcast. Like maybe <laughs> maybe Will Anderson Mark has Maron. the same. Yeah, Mark <laughs> like, yeah. President Obama. When you're done with this Obama guy, <laughs> yeah. could you do a commentary of the Simpsons movie? I think I would only do a commentary of that episode once time travel yeah. becomes available. You've never and seen then, it before? No, or? I have seen it. I saw it at the Simpsons. But no, I, I mean, do you want to go back no, to no, you've never seen no, it? No, I would like to go back to while I'm watching it for the first time and do a commentary track of myself watching it. And just being like, he's... Okay, the, the look of oh. sadness has checked in. He's checked his watch for the fourth he's time. A, he, he's still surprised as to why Principal Skinner hasn't really had a starring role yet. He's also wondering That's his why... his favourite character. Wondering why after 25 years of being on the screen, the first thing The Simpsons decide to show is Green Day performing at Springfield. Isn't that like the biggest turd of a message? Like, Da-da-da-da-da! That's like, they kinda, could have done anything. They no, could have had I think, anybody. I think Green Day is like one of the few things that... Isn't that kind of works in that movie? And that's like to me personally, this isn't even what tonight. I, I have a, so many problems with that movie. Christian, what have you done to us? But uh, look, maybe we'll do it one time. Maybe that no, can no, be. You know, what? throughout the episode, you're going to pepper things that you found wrong with the Simpsons movie when relevant. That's no, a, that's my right. Angus Truscott challenge. That's cool for episode two Fine. of Hey Fam. That's right. the episode number one. Now, right now it seemed like three episodes left over uh, stitched together into a, a movie. There mm. you go. Ooh, first one. Biting. Um. Yeah. Look. Let's talk about True Detective. Detective. As you know, spoilers coming. Um, Look, I don't... A friend of mine downloaded this the other day. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, have you watched True Detective? And he was like, no. No. That's pretty weird, Vince Vaughn. Why Why haven't you watched it, it, Vince? You're great at it. Yeah, I'm like, Vince Vaughn, that's so strange. Don't you get the dailies, first of all? And me, as your manager, I'm getting the dailies and I'm loving what I see. But But it's just... We're doing spoils in this. I think we live in an age now where if you haven't seen something within 30 minutes of happening... It's not on us seconds. to pro- but yeah, it's not on us to protect you. You know what I mean? Like- I, I, I actually, I, I feel like we we live in our little community of people that would subscribe to us aren't the kind of people that are like, man, no, it's true. But if there is, look, nah. skip ahead five minutes or something. Watch watch five minutes of the Simpsons, but movie. we don't spoil too much. No. Oh wait, well, we kind of have to with this one. Oh, we have to because of that ending. Man, that ending. So, well, first of all, how did you find the episode compared to the last one? Well, I, I mean, I, I enjoy the slower pace of this season. Likewise. Look, I, it's so moody. It's it's the mood. It's just dread. Like, I get paranoid watching it. Yeah. And there's so much heavy beating dread. There is one central plot, but there are then, I think we have five separate side plots as well. I mean, you've got the sister of um, Rachel McAdams. Of uh, Wait, uh, The crazy thing about True Detective Season 2 is I could not tell you one name of any of the characters. I know Ray Velcoro. Not anymore, motherfucker. Well, that was the big shocker. <laughs> Look, at the end of the episode, it was a great scene and 
it just goes to show that like a lot of people were saying, oh, isn't it shit this new season? We're not getting the original director back. This is something we've probably spoken about before. I can't remember because I accidentally deleted the first record. This yeah, is we, yeah, Insider Info. Insider Info. Out. We recorded last week's episode twice. Yeah. And you heard the better of the two. I think. I think. We're going to do the same for every episode. I'm deleting this one as soon as it's done. <laughs> um, a lot of people were saying, isn't it weird they're not getting the same director? Blah, blah, blah. Look, I thought that last scene was amazing. I was like shitting myself when he goes in that house in this episode, the last scene of this yeah. recent episode. It was I thought Justin Lin handled it so well. It was really well. big suspenseful moment that they've done in the season. And you've got so Colin far. Farrell and he's just going, and like, it's like three minutes of not basically a guy walking through a house, but it was amazingly done. And then bang, shotgun to the back and, and then, then shotgun, shotgun to the chest to the, while he's lying the on the ground. Tummy. To the tummy. And this isn't just like your mum and pa shotgun. This is like, I'm towering above you. There's maybe 40 centimeters between the nose of my gun and your stomach. Yeah. And that's like, Colin Farrell's the guy there. He's the, the poster child of the show. Yeah. Th- That's a yeah. baller move. My uh, my wife refused to believe that he was. She went through a few stages of grief last night. I was watching the episode. She went through all the stages because there are stages <laughs> of grief. Um, the first stage was uh, denial is always the first. Asking me it? if he was dead and then saying no, he's not really dead, is he? He can't be dead. Did you say look, Angus hasn't got the dailies for Colin's scenes. He only gets <laughs> Vince's. <laughs> and. Uh, and the, the, the Vince Vaughn's dailies are, ooh, looking good, baby. <laughs> and, it, and it's not really um, uh, dailies. It's just the B-roll from Wedding Crashes. Yeah, that he it's just a gif of him motorboating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time I watch him, actually, I've got to say, the only thing I can remember is him motorboating in Wedding Crashes. Best, best jowl to lip to... I don't know. I don't even think Einstein, Einstein could put down the relativity of uh, the theory of relativity behind that because that is amazing motivating. Second, yeah, the second uh, form, of, form of state. The second stage was why did he die? What is mm-hmm. the show going to do now? Why- it's an HBO show, and as you know, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but from what I hear. They have no problem knocking off motherfuckers in that show. You know what I mean? This is certainly not the first show to do that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it is cool for... Really early on, though. Yeah, really early. Second episode. But remember, this is an anthology. So a second episode of an eight-episode series. That's maybe season two death. Yeah, well, The I way mean, I'm thinking about it. And well, I kind of said, you know, remember how much of season one of True Detective was told through flashbacks. And then she's, and so we could see a lot. We could see Colin Farrell well, look, in every episode. Did you notice the end where it said coming next week? There was a... Oh, I didn't see the coming next week. What happened? There was a moustacheless Colin Farrell. Ah, there you go, Bianca. So either are she be... was like, she was like, uh, we're going to be dead. getting flashbacks he's of dead. him. He's dead. Uh, flashbacks aren't going to aid the story whatsoever. I'm like, no, there's a whole thing we don't know. Well, the last time we saw him, in, the only flashbacks we've seen, I think, uh, we've only seen Vince's. We've only seen... Raised and then when they're together, yeah. So the last time we saw him was in that full sheriff outfit, just like Paul uh, yeah. Riggins, and he went in there and he was angry and <laughs> he's like, Blatt. Paul Blood, Paul Blood, Paul bike cop. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, theory, he's gay, right? That's what you're picking up. But Colin Farrell's character? No, no, no. He's um, he's he's amazing. Oh, shout out for the best line. Who's gay? The... What? Oh, yeah, shout out for the best line. E cigs are like sucking a robot's dick. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was amazing. Definitely. I was like, that was brilliant. Also, I hope we get a Colin Farrell zinger even when dead from the grave. Every every episode. Uh, but yeah, Paul, uh, the bike cop, totally gay. Oh, Viagra was... episode one. Yep, creepy, hot, creepy hot baby mu- mama to hot, like hot hot lady wanting to like. Uh, oh, I thought you meant his mum was hot. Oh no, that, she that had, was, her culture was definitely pulsating. That and was the, hot. In peel a the skin sense. off my chicken. Is the it's the least and also the most sexy thing I've ever heard. But okay, episode one needed to pop a pill to get it up for. Uh, look, I'm a red. A I'm a red blooded male. A bodacious babe. Second episode made an, an outlandish. Oh, HBO. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, outlandish and kind of over the top 
state uh, derogatory homosexual slang. Oh, yay. Remember, he, he's like... He, he dropped the F word. He goes, I went to the bank to pick up these statements to find out what Casper, the town planner, is doing. And there was a, a, a real nasty word for a gay guy looking at me. I wanted to slug him. And basically, the guy who I like to think of... Who's who's the fat cop? He's you know? Harvey Bullock. Yeah, from Harvey Bullock. Bullock. <laughs> Harvey Bullock from the Harvey Batman Bullock series. from the Batman animated he's series totally and yeah, U Fifty Two. He's like one donut away from being that character. He's one donut away, and he's just like one hip flask enough. And <laughs> also that shot of him just on the balcony checking out all the all the um, gay dudes going on having a party that night. The guys in the angel wings, and then the um, male oh, escort. Yeah, right. And also when I saw that, I was like. Oh, he's gonna bash them. I'm like, how are we meant to like this character now? He just called someone a faggot. No, That's like, yeah, totally gay. Yeah. And mum in the scene, I, I, I do have the, um, I, I watched it again because you know you hey, watched it three times. Podcast, re- yeah, yeah, podcast research, baby. His mum said what, something along the lines of, "Why don't you ever pay attention to the pretty girls that are after you?" or something like that. And he's like, "She's a nice girl." He's like, "Yeah, all the pretty girls like you, but you do nothing." Oh, and I'm just yeah, like, right. "That's it. He's gay." So anyway, that's my prediction. Yeah, and then, and we yeah we, what a boring prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like we're gonna have a lot of I reckon eighty percent of listeners going like yeah duh no shit but yeah I, I, I don't I, know I didn't get that at all yeah um, well there we go um, I, I'm down I thought the Birdman is um oh also oh yeah the Birdman so the, Birdman the, bad Col- boy so here's my here's my cool prediction Harvey Birdman no uh the next Identity. the first opening scene of the next episode um is a, a continuation from the last scene of of episode two yeah. Colin Farrell gets shot in the stomach. In the sex house. By, by, in, the, in the sex house by the guy with the bird mask. Uh-huh. The guy with the bird mask takes the bird mask off. Mm-hmm. It's Colin Farrell. Makes you think. Mm. Makes you think. But how good would that, that would like... Or Russ Cole. Or Russ... I was about to say. And also, just because before um, you were saying your wife is really bummed about... Is he dead? Is he not? Mm. Taking a track she record. She went through about eight more stages of grief. <laughs> she added more and the stages. And the next stage of grief is her being annoyed at me for paying her out on this podcast. So suck Sorry. shit. <laughs> hey, this is a time-sensitive uh, grief. This is one that you have to listen to yourself. But also, have a look at the end of season one of True Detective. Russ Cole takes a tomahawk to the chest like a boss. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Colin he's Farrell okay. could be okay. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We, it's not a big stretch. It wasn't a headshot. Yeah, it he, wasn't a headshot. In he the, just has... He has two... He has like a he has a belly, we don't know if belly, he's wearing a vest a belly full of buckshot that's very true he'd be wearing a vest and he seems like the type of cop who is wearing a vest twenty four seven if you catch my drift his life ain't too good a lot of people don't like him but I mean Russ Cole took a tomahawk thrown that's true by the Yellow King like like a boss if he's half the man Russ Cole was he can take two shots from a shotgun I mean that robot dick sucking line that's pretty Russ Coley <laughs> I gotta say that was a nice little throw but yeah look um. I love it. I don't know. I'm 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 very on board for this. I'm season. so on board. Vince destroying glasses with his <laughs> those reading glasses oh, yeah, in the car. Crunching them up in the car. That's a badass move. That was great. And just like Annie, the and also uh, doing McCabe's, detective work. He's the one doing detective so work. He could be the true detective. He could be the truest detective of them all. And, and I think yeah, Rachel Adams is really killing it in her oh, role. And how good was um, Rick Springfield, Jesse's girl, as the Doctor? Yeah, the amazing. Creepy. Have you seen the movie Inherent Vice, the last Paul Thomas Anderson one? No, I haven't. See, man, I um, it's it's awesome. It's based off a Tom Pynchon novel. He's kind of like a a rambling nineteen sixty. It basically imagine this season of True Detective set in the sixties and everybody's smoking weed. So similar. Shows those really similar parts of LA. Uh, obviously not as industrial, but. So similar. There's a scene where they go to a dentist in that. It's an equally as like over the top ramp, but like obviously a guy who doesn't mind a bit of the older, uh, uh, you know, tooth number himself, much like uh, Rick Springfield. And I was just like, this is great. Like it's real. I, I, all these complaints that are still bothered me about people not liking it as much. It's like, 
oh, it's lost the mysticism of, uh, you know, the Louisiana South. And it's like, no, LA has its own yeah. amazing tropes. It has its own legends. And obviously the plastic surgery, all that, that, it just plays so well into it. I'm digging it. It's got its own vibe. Shut the hell up. Watch well, Wedding Crashes. You know. Yeah, watch Wedding yeah, And that's exactly. how I end every argument. Uh, that's how you solve all problems. Watch Wedding Speaking Crashes. Speaking of problems, Levens, uh, what about the problems of an 11-year-old girl? Oh, because those are the things that we saw a movie based upon. We saw that. That's right. This week, we will be chatting. Well, we're going to chat now. <laughs> this week. This coming up now. <laughs> coming up in a second, Inside Out. Look. The new Pixar movie. And Full disclaimer, Levens and I are big Pixar fanboys. You'll learn that we are fanboys of so many things. I would say we're fanboys of all the things we talk about. Yeah, except and, ballers and, and entourage. And potentially Suicide Squad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of Pixar movies. I mean, almost all the Pixar movies that came out. I didn't see Cars 2. I haven't seen um, that. Only I one I haven't seen. out Baller's style of Brave. Uh, you didn't about, have Brave tattooed on your head? 15 minutes in, because I was just like, this, I was so dull to It me. was very traditional. I didn't yeah. mind it. I thought the message was good. There were some parts of it which took me to like Miyazaki-esque moments. Like there's a lot of forest scenes of that. These little spirits remind me of lots of, lots of Princess Mononoke when, uh, you know, those little like forest god things those little dudes with little heads they're like the little yeah i didn't see any of those things yet oh no oh yeah see there's some cool I, I moments like that then. it was just like you know like your father says that you cannot do this it's a disney princess movie yeah but know? i mean so is frozen and frozen was electric yeah frozen was electric frozen's amazing um i'm like and I, I, monsters university i thought was like because monsters inc is probably my favorite it's Pixar perfect movie. it's beautiful and uh, like monsters university was nothing like monsters inc but it was still like it, it was slow to begin with but by the end you're like oh it's pretty fun and i dug the message because i too i've dropped out of many a tertiary institution mm-hmm. i've never completed a I, I'm, a I'm an art school dropout yeah and i thought that message was great it was just like I, and i they same that, that was steve jobs path and you know he fun, founded pixar he was one of and that was a big dedication to him in that film and i thought that was kind of like Hey, hey! You can be Steve Jobs as too. Anyone can be Steve Jobs. You can make your staff cry on a Listen daily basis. Listen to the lovely British speaking dragon. Yeah, um, but you know, it didn't feel like a real Pixar movie, and it was another spin-off. It was they hadn't done an original IP for years at that stage. It was Toy Story three, Cars two, Monsters University. Brave is just, in there somewhere. Brave is in there somewhere, and even then, that was like that, that was in development hell too. It started with a different director. Director right. had left. There was a lot of problems with Brave. I mean, it used to be called The Bow and the Bear, I remember. It went through so many right. different phases. And Toy- then eventually... Toy Story 3, I loved. Oh, that, that, that's a movie you and I became friends I, over. Is it really? We haven't moved. It was that era, oh, right. 2010. Yeah, I, yeah. I spent, I would say, 40% of that movie crying my eyes out. Yeah. And I think I associate that that feeling. There, not- there, I, can I can tell you the moment in all my favorite Pixar movies where I can't not cry. And I, think I, I don't know cry. You're talking I about. don't cry in any. The only thing I don't cry in any. Barely any other movies. Only Pixar movies and the episode of Futurama with Fry's dog. dog. Oh, well, you are human. You're not a robot. <laughs> that is why. But, okay, but like when when in Monsters Inc. when Boo goes to um, the door at the end and, and he's goes, gone, Kitty and I. I oh, I can't watch it. I, then. I, I think of my my my. My, Look at these my, little, my little cousin, I, I I break down and I and I, I'm just a, a mess. Yeah, that's the one. That's the same. The for Incredibles, me where Violet is trying to explain to her mother why she can't, she couldn't create force fields after mm-hmm. they've almost died. Yeah, that makes me tear up. Um, that's interesting. I've never got that from the Incredibles. Toy Story three. I started side cr- No, I started crying. Like I teared up in within thirty seconds into that movie because you, because I was just the familiarity so, of seeing Andy's and, room. Because I, I mean, that was I, I I would I was the perfect age when Toy Story. Same, the first I was 10, Toy Story. Yeah, nine, came, ten or something. Yeah, and 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 so 
sequel I loved out of the 12, it. And, you know, loved and it. it was the first movie that everyone in my family just universally loved. It's as, a perfect as much movie. As each other. It's a perfect And then the sequel film. came out. I'm, I, I've probably seen the sequel more than the first. I think I like Toy Story 2 more than the first Toy one. Toy Story 2, up until... Toy Story 2 was on that pedestal that Empire Strikes Back. It was the movie that's like, we don't need... It even has Empire Strikes Back lines there's, in it. There's an, exactly. It, it's well aware of the fact that it's Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> You've got all that character development out of the way. It's just an amazing story. And yeah, it's great. It was just flipping it. It's like Empire Strikes Back 2. I found it a smaller film. It's more about the people learning about themselves. Yeah. It's not about the action sequences so much. And it's about some kick-ass Randy Newman songs oh, sound, Ra- sung by a cowgirl lady. <laughs> you know Randy Newman is just going to always remind you what friend, being a friend is about? <laughs> and that's what I love about Randy. But what was it for three? You were just bawling from the get-go? Well, no, it was yeah, as soon as those characters came on the, on the, the screen because I was so worried about that movie. Like, I yeah. mean, what a stupid thing to be worried about. But I was I just didn't want them to just piss all over the first two. And, and they certainly did. It was, and it was just handled like, with so much respect. So the much script love. was amazing. And... And you could tell from the get-go that opening thing where they're all playing with that incredible Western setting. Yeah. And there's a tri- and yeah. Oh, I, man, I that just, setting was baller. I just had tears coming down my eyes. Yeah. I was just like, oh, they've done that everything I wanted them to do. And then it's like, no, they're playing with themselves. Like, sorry, oh. you filthy pricks. No <laughs> masturbation. Because Andy's so old. And it was that whole thing about what do you do when you get older? I mean, look, you and I, if we're recording my house right now. Andy, you're a sellout because me and Levin's keep all of our toys. Do like, you play with so- them though, bro? I, no, I, I, I know they play with themselves. Is the next because they are making Toy Story four. That would be hilarious if it was just. I mean, they kind of pl- hit that note on t- Toy Story uh, two with whatever Newman's character's yeah. name was. But uh, I, I think we'll just refer to him as Newman for now. Yeah, on. if if like Toy Story four was just like a bunch, just in boxes, a bunch of fuck boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, speaking of which, before we jump to Inside Out properly, what are your thoughts on Toy Story four being developed? I'm like, cause it's not actually a Pixar movie, right? It's going to be a Disney movie. No, it's Pixar. Oh, it is Pixar. For a while, it was going. No, for a while. Before was... two was. Oh right. For our two but was, but was, was the same was... thing. I think Disney was going to be running doing four on its own for a while. No, no, it was always years All ago. Right. You're when, um, the expert, mate. No, when Disney, uh, when Pixar basically fulfilled their contract with Disney, this is like mid two thousands. Right. They were either going to go independent. The only problem was. Disney would retain all the character rights. Oh, to right. All so of... they were going to... Yeah, okay, cool. Well, they could have. Right. They were going to... Toy Story 2 was straight to video at one stage and it wasn't this movie. It was one about Buzz, like you're getting recalled to Taiwan or something. It was straight to video. During that era... Heaps when... of racist stereotypes. Oh, it's lots of like, uh, me so solely about your toy and just like horrible... like And yeah, like Mickey Rooney in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> so PC compared to what these assholes were going to do because <laughs> this was 3D. <laughs> also, but yeah, 4 was never going to happen, but apparently they've said it's a whole... I don't know... When they say it's a whole new story and whole Toy new Story characters. 3 wraps up so perfectly. I have a feeling it's going to be different toys. I have oh, a really? feeling it's... F- I, who's writing it? Pete Docter's writing it. Okay. John Lasseter's directing it. So original That's, director That of makes me worry because John Lasseter is in Cars. Cars. And Cars is an abomination. Yeah, we, we do not speak of that. Uh, the the, the, the Pixar film... Uh, yeah, when it, yeah, when, uh, Before, but trust me, yeah, your boys, I, I, I'm concerned, but I, I guess it's going to be a concerned. different story. This it's a romance film and it's different toys. Okay. So you know what? If crazy. it launches a whole new trilogy of these new series of toys, I'm down with that. Okay. I'm into it too. But Inside Out, Pete Doctor. Well, wait, before we get there. Oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about Pixar a bit more, mm. uh, because I have like, I guess four tiers of Pixar movies. <laughs> for, I thought you meant like you have four <laughs> yeah. tiers. I have about 4,000 tiers for Pixar per movies. Pixar movie. But at the very top... What are these, personal my, in, rankings? Yeah, rankings. My, my t- absolute top tier, my two yep. favorite Pixar movies, which I think are flawless. You're going to say Wally? Uh, no, I, in, in, Incredibles okay. and, and Monsters, Inc. They're Incredibles is still probably the best superhero film ever made, I think. Mm. Like, hands down. Yeah. 
It is action based, and I'm 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 probably more worried about that that sequel? sequel than I am. But that said, like I mean, I think I they would can like handle to, it. Yeah, I mean, did you see Tomorrowland? Is is he, no Brad Bird? People panned the shit out of that, right? Everyone's panned the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah but right. Brad Bird, what are you doing? He turned. Do you know he turned down episode seven for that? He turned down the Force Awakens. Really? Yeah. He wanted to do both at once, apparently. In the same movie. He wanted to do both. Yeah, he wanted to be like, he's like, I can do that and then I'll come straight when into she, Star Wars. When she holds the thing that takes her to tomorrow. It takes her to it Tatooine it. Yeah, perfect. It takes her to the Mos Eisley Cantina. <laughs> but he didn't do it. Thank God. I'm I, like in JJ. We'll be doing We don't know yet. JJ Abrams might fuck it up. I don't think he will. But that's okay. that's that's right. another nine podcasts. Uh, 900 podcasts. 900, yeah. Go, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Um, Incredibles. Incredibles and, and, and Monsters League. They're my two favorite. That's top tier. Yep. Then tiniest little gap uh-huh. tiny, like it's not even a gap it's a, it's like a uh, like a little ledge like like it, you know mom, grandma's gotten a bit older yeah. you have that tiny little bump in your house you, yeah. she's got a wheelchair now she you, just stays you there pull she out the corner cement no you pull out the corner cement and you just turn that ledge into a little bit of a ramp and a little ramp yeah, and, yeah, and so it's, a little, it's not even any, it's not a, not a decrease it's it's a, it's you know it's <laughs> yeah, a ramp yeah, yeah. and uh, at, on that level are um all the Toy Story movies, mm-hmm. I, I say they're all equal. No, it's um, it's a whole story. I Wally up, uh, and I'm missing one that's really really good. Nemo. Nemo. Yeah, Nemo. 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 Like, and I know Nemo's a lot of people's favorites. Yeah, favorite, but Nemo's I, beautiful. I, I, yeah, but Nemo has. I love Nemo. The only thing that lets Nemo down for me is that I feel like, and I feel like I, I got a little bit of this with Inside Out. It just kind of is like, oh, what would this thing be like if it was if it could talk? That's it, great. Put it in the movie, gotcha. and and you know you have a lot of you have a lot of a lot you meet a lot of characters Pixar... that don't really don't really like come back to to, to factor into that the, is kind of a Pixar trope though, not a criticism of them, but I mean a lot of their films are what if this object which no one cares about suddenly had its whole yeah but i mean i mean it happened with... i feel like most of the movies are, they, they they really develop characters for for those mm. inanimate objects or you know things that should so i think out of all do. of them literally after toy story i can probably quote finding nemo the most yeah but i can quote the first 30 minutes of wally perfectly Plus, and it's just you say nothing yeah, yeah <laughs> no yeah. um, i watched wally as soon as after i saw inside out i came home to watch wally again and i was just right. like I don't, that to me might be my favorite Pixar film. I think that, that it's, message, I think that's the uh, okay. best love story my, ever told. But the message is okay. My the, the reason Wally isn't going to make that top tier. This is, yeah. If you don't like Pixar movies, this is the worst episode for you ever. Um, <laughs> the reason Wally doesn't make but top subscribe. tier is that Wally is like one thing I love the most about Pixar. One uh-huh. of the things I love the most about Pixar movies is yeah, they're really heartfelt and warm and beautiful, but they're also hilarious. Yeah. And Wally isn't. You kidding me? It's like kind of funny in parts. It's but no, it's that classic. The intro. It's like it's classic. It's your but no, it's your Buster Keaton. It's your Chaplin. It's pure physical comedy for the start. It's him like you know with the bra in his head. Okay, yeah, no, it's, I mean, and, it's the, the tennis the and it's just oh, it's I think I think it's yeah, hilarious. I know I like you know, but there's well, you know what I think's a problem. Everyone was like a lot of critics were like for ages out for ages like Pixar, fantastic, strong women characters, and that's you know brave as we all know was kind of a reaction to Pixar being accused of no strong female characters. Eve, she's calling the shots in that relationship. She is such a bad... She's such a cool female... Besides Mrs. Incredible, obviously, another amazing strong female mm. character. I don't know what crack these critics were smoking because Eve is, like, the strongest Disney character ever. She shoots, like... She's, like... He's, like, public enemy, number one. He's, like... She's, like, hunting him. Like, yeah. It doesn't get... And I, I don't know, man. I think it's a beautiful love story. It's about devotion. Like, you, you know... I when, just can't think of one one thing that made me laugh in that movie. And uh, I have, I've seen it about five times. The fat people? <laughs> Look, sh- sh- shout <laughs> out. If, 
if, if this in some horrible reality, this was a DreamWorks film, how many farts would be in the scene where they're in the, the Axiom and the spaceship in the sky where, where everyone's fat? And At like, least one of those fart jokes would have been funny. And Mike Myers would have voiced the fart. <laughs> and it would, have had a, it would have had a prequel. I'm a fart! It would have had a prequel spin-off film. <laughs> I smell like a pie! <laughs> yeah, that would have um, been it. Yeah, but so while eight second tier, sorry. Yeah. And, and find Nemo, um, I find that... Uh, what's the main character's name? Marlo. Marlon. Marlon. He's too... It's... You know, he's too flawed of a character. Like, you his know, wife did like, get killed like, though, and know, he's like thirty-five like, yeah, other children. But like, you spend the entire movie going like, "It's not you. It's not your son who needs to learn. It's you. It's you. God damn it!" But again, I mean, uh, this is why I'm interested in this. I mean, that film was by Andrew Stanton, and he had the same problems with letting his his kid go. And I think I know Pete Doctor, who's done Up and Monsters University, and now Inside Up, Inside Out. Sorry. His big problem was his daughter's 11 now and he was like, Mm. what is going through? Well, not now. She was nine, probably whatever, when the film started. But the thing that I like about the Pixar films is always a story. Oh, dude, all the best Pixar movies are about parenting. Yeah, I mean, and that's what Nemo was. Andrew Stanton was like, I don't know what to do about my son. I'm so, like, he was an overprotective father. He dealt with that by making like the highest grossing animated film of that time. And isn't up the highest. Take that, you stupid kid. (laughs) Take that. Get back inside your pen. (laughs) Daddy's always right. Um, I don't know. When I I have a cat, uh, she's very cool. She's sitting on your lap right now. She's sitting on my lap right now because she's right in front of the heater. But when she goes missing, occasionally it happens and it doesn't last for more than 20 minutes and she comes back. I have my own private, like my own private Idaho, I have my own private Nemo. <laughs> and that last scene when he's holding, this is the scene that always gets me. You have your scene in Toy Story makes you cry. Mine is when he's holding Nemo, the egg at the start, nursing it after the attack. Yeah. And at the end, he's like, daddy's here. It's okay. Because I, I like to think of myself as a single parent with my cat. <laughs> and I, when she comes back, I just hold my cat. And all I see is Marlon's little fins wrapped around that little cracked egg. And I'm just like... <laughs> We are one and the same, man. And I'm like, if anyone, fr- if anyone from DailyLife.com.au is listening, <laughs> Angus would love to write for you. Yeah, that's uh, that's thanks. I, I I really get emotional there. That's my, why my, I- my crying Nemo scene is uh, the bit where um, Marlon t- tells Dory to fuck off at the end, and Dory that's, is like, that's, "No, that's with you, I feel like oh, that destroys." Me. I feel like you're I'm, home. I'm, I'm pretty excited about finding Dude, Dory. Stan's, it's same director. Yeah, and it, Ellen is incredible as that fish. That. I know everyone said Ellen's talk show made her again. That that I, movie made her like yeah. amazing. I actually also love watching Ellen. Oh man, who does? If anyone from Daily Life is listening, if anyone from Daily Life is listening, I love when Kanye's on Ellen. Um, also, Kendrick Lamar had only done his one life performance on that show for his album. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so weird. He has interpretive dancing going on behind him, and also an artist painting him while he's singing, and then they present the image at the end. That's fantastic. It's so meta. Um, but Inside in, Out. Inside Out was the first Pixar movie I've seen as a parent. So that so, yeah. really okay. like made it, I don't know, it brought a whole new level to to the Pixar experience. But before I get to talking about it, we've talked about the first sure. tier, talked about the second tier, third tier, oh, yeah. Monsters University and Bugs Life. Uh-huh. They're like pretty good movies. And again, that's really interesting because as we know, Monsters University, the whole plot, is, it, it, it's it's Revenge of the Nerds. You know, it, mm. it, it perp- I remember that even... I forget who made it. I'm usually pretty good with... I know nothing about anything else except directors of Pixar films. I think it was his first film, their first film. And he's like, oh, it's Revenge of the Nerds. And Bugs Life was Seven Samurai. 
Oh, right. That's the same thing. You know, the band of, um, homage, the yeah, band so. of bandits walk into town and have to pretend to be the warriors and have to pretend to be the samurai. I mean, have you ever seen Seven Samurai? The classic? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, the, uh, and the Western version. Yeah, Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And that, that's Bugs Life. I mean, that's similar. It's, it's interesting you put them on the same tier because they're both obvious like, remakes. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And then the, lo- the bottom tier is Cars, Cars 2 and Brave. No, it goes Brave, Cars on the same and then... 90 million tears below Cars 2. Not that we've ever seen it or have thought of seeing it. No, seen but it. I still just... This is when I got worried. I remember when... The, and you've seen, I've seen John Lester and like even in the Studio Ghibli DVDs and the um, the Pixar ones, he'll come out and he's kind of like... He's a big ball of life. He's like, a, he's like a big child. And I usually take everything he says for granted, but he did say... Now, for Cars 2, the idea was... Remember the, who's the redneck character in Cars? Oh, Larry the Larry Cable the, Guy? Yeah. Just yeah. whatever his character was. Like the character... Larry the dickhead. The character that kind of like resonates with a certain voting demographic in America oh, and yep. nobody else. Yeah. Like no one else on an international scale. Everybody has toys. Well, no. Everyone who's going to the cinema has toys. Therefore, they can relate to Toy Story. You know, like Pixar films are so universal. That's, yeah, straight up. But then there's this character which is kind of like so... I mean, that movie is a love story, love letter for America. As is. It's about highways. It's about small town values. It's about, you know, that's a very American Pixar film. It's about Italian stereotypes. It's about Italian stereotypes. But he, I, I remember hearing his idea for the movie was, I just, he went to a lot of premieres and stuff for Toy Story 3 around the world. He did Tokyo, he did Rome. And he's like, the whole time I was doing these, I was a bit out of, like a bit of a fish out of water myself. And I was like, I wonder what made it. That's his, I wonder what he would be doing in these situations. And that made the film like, that's not a movie pitch. That's something you keep to yourself, you dumb shit. Like that that does not yeah. create a good film. Or, or it's like a five minute bonus thing you throw on a It's Blu-ray. one of those bonus yeah. things. It's him to, it's not a ninety minute movie. And a lot of good actors because who, who Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren? Oh my she got oh, no, she's Monsters University. Michael Caine? Michael Caine? Oh no, no, no. Paul what's the other uh, you know Paul what? Newman. We should, Paul Newman. Paul Newman no, was he's like in the, the first older cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice dead but RFP. If, man, you've got goddamn No no but didn't weren't there some good voices? Owen Wilson. In the, in the in this in the second one though that are only in the second one like a bunch of British actors play spies yeah and it's I, like that's your Pixar movie your Pixar movie is I think Michael Caine is one of them actually that's I wild. think there's like a classic like British bro there's like there's a Cars two fan listening going like no you fucking dickheads it's there's Jude a Cars Law. two fan right now just like booking in a tattoo removal appointment going good to get Lightning McQueen taken off me stat and I get the word car so fan P- taken off my forehead Pete Do- you were fir- first time in first time. First time parent. Yeah, let's fucking talk about Inside yeah. Out. It it was a, it, the, it was the first time I've been in a cinema since Toy Story four. And, and he's done the and, same director. I got to say, he's done your two second tier films. He's done Monsters Inc. And uh, no, Monsters Inc. My fa- absolute no, favorite. Oh, well, there you go. Like, top, he did top. Monsters Inc. and Up. So that's his yeah. criminal record in the Ooh, Pixar. That's a, good, that's a good slate. Actually, side note, do you know I, I sent an internship to Pixar and they said and I because I've worked on a, a film before out here and stuff and how old were you? 15. <laughs> I worked on the film. No, but this was when I was 25. Uh-huh. And because of my visa, they said, no, they'd love to have me, but didn't get on there. So, mm. Oh, damn. Sorry for bad-mouthing cars too, but if you're listening, just... just take it back, man. Take it back, man. Help a pal out. Um, what do you, what kind of jobs do you think you would have to do as you a Pixar intern? You could apply online. There was actually questions. What would you like, do, though, as, an, as a Pixar intern? Probably, like, tickle people. <laughs> <laughs> just seems like... So- like ride on a moped and tickle people. Go, go make up some baby names at yeah. the, towards the end of a production. Yeah, there's no up, way like, that many fucking babies were born during a movie. It's like World War Two. It's, so <laughs> it's like people that work at Pixar are like they they make baby boomers. It's just like all people are doing is banging. Obviously, you go to any Pixar movie, the end of the credits, 
all the babies that were made. It's, I, I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. And all right, great, guys. We turn in the storyboard. Everyone, go home. Fuck. <laughs> We've got nine Fuck months of animation. Do it. <laughs> they must have like an office pool. Like whoever can get the last kid out like before the premiere probably gets... I don't know, an iPod or something. That's <laughs> just a really good incentive. An iPod with... with oh, they get, they get a lamp. They get an iPod with nothing but Randy Newman. <laughs> so that's just every random... New, every <laughs> I said, you're my friend. <laughs> Inside Out, though. Inside Out, dope. It was, uh, it was the first time seeing a Pixar movie, being in the cinema and going, this is what watching a Pixar movie feels like. I yep. was crying. Yeah, I, was, I, uh, I was moved. I was laughing. All the laughs. I mean, for those who don't know, and what an idiot if you don't know it, it's the whole, it's, it, it's such a Pixar pitch though. It's what if the emotions inside somebody's head were characters? And yep. that's the movie. And it's amazing. And, and, and we're going to be the only podcast that talks about Inside Out that does not mention that BuzzFeed thing that are like, what are the, I've already mentioned it. We fucked up. Damn it. You screwed up. Look, uh, we're not going to edit that out, but imagine in a perfect world, we edit that out. Um, and it's basically, it's like these emotions. Look, it's about an 11 year old girl. She has to move town. Obviously, the most terrifying thing an 11 year old girl. But so like you have for to... a Pixar movie, like ridiculously low stake. Low stake, but also it was such a small. I found that too. I mean, the stakes are within her head. That's, that's the beautiful thing about it. The action and everything, which you do get some, always in a Pixar movie, some sweet action, action sequences. Action. They're all metaphysical. They're all inside her head. Like they didn't exist. Mm. And they're all subconscious as well. Like she's not. Yeah, I just, I, know, I just, I mean, so much care went into how the inside of her mind works. And there were so many moments where just, you go, uh, like the moment where you're like, the, I know what that feels like. The, and, the, and, you know, and the tech inside her head checked it was out, amazing. Man. checked out. It checked out. Hey, my, I had my good, my best guys go through it. And they said, yeah, squeaky clean. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. And I thought the, the, vo- the voice cast was great. Yeah. Oh, the voice cast. Was, I mean, it was like the, the best, like a. It was almost better, a better Amy Poehler role than Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah, it was literally like her audition for this was this, this, was, was seven seasons of Parks yeah. and Rec. <laughs> that's all no, she had to do. That's all she had to do. Be happy. Well, not season one. She played a different character then. I that's mean, right, true. Shout outs to US Office and Parks and Rec, where you just did U turns for season two. For, <laughs> you change your lead character. You know, let's make a good show now. Yeah, let let's not do that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I look the start. Unfortunately for me, was ruined. I, I sh- kind of, and this is my fault. I went at three p.m. on a Sunday afternoon, Kids Central. Right. Uh, not for legal reasons, but I don't like being in a cinema full of kids, especially because I'm like one of those guys that like lingers on every line. I'm one of the, I, I study film, so I'm a real wanker. I'm, I like listen to every line of the script. I have to like, even here, if someone's talking while I watch something, I just pause it because I'm like, I need, I, 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 out of respect to the writer, out of respect to the fucking like get best boy who handed that script to someone on set or something. I have to listen to every single. Uh, my new, my new thing now at movies is um trying to get everybody to applause as the credits start. Rolling. Oh really? I got, I got everyone to do it. Um, after Jurassic World. Oh yeah. Mine was <laughs> unanimous. You know, there's that, there's that brilliant moment where like, if someone starts applauding, everyone's like, Oh fuck, I better start clapping. Mm. And if you get, if you time it right, you can get that whole Do you get cinema. off on that? Is that just like a Just Levin's Things type of uh, yeah. <laughs> cla- clapping at it's, the end of the cinema? Yeah, probably the most popular Just Levin's Things. Well, look, the movie just started and there was all these, there was all these, these kids running around. And this is, look, you can do the parent. I'm doing the non-parent review. Kids are running around. It wasn't cute because they weren't mine. Like, fuck parents. Fuck well, kids. no, I'm down with parents. I'm down with kids. But I was just like, I, I'm trying to watch a movie here. <laughs> then the lights came on. You know, the, like the lights before even the preview start, everything came on. And because I... I'm so married to when I want to hear every line. I want to hear every beat of the script. Again, it makes me sound like a wanker because it's an animated film. But no, it does. I paid for this movie ticket. I'm going to watch it all. That's, that stubbornness kicked in and it was just kind of this stalemate. Of, Were you shushing? I wasn't shushing. 
I was I was I was squinting because the lights were so bright it took away from yeah why, why the were the lights on that makes I don't know sense. someone wait some, just for the previews or for the, the little for short the movie, film before? no everything went black like for the previews everything went black then it went to that next stage of absolute darkness when the film's about to start after the short that was great that was all in blackness then as the movie started everything came back on again I would have asked People, my money back well I even though I didn't need it you know how this movie is really exposition you didn't need heavy. Your money? I didn't need my money. It's not about the money anymore. Like I got that angry. It was more of about just having a formal apology projected on a screen. That <laughs> uh, there's so much. It's pretty exposition heavy that first five minutes because it basically sets up. It's like the movie is this. It's set in this person's head. This is all the la- This is how everything operates. Yeah, well, she like Amy Poehler really carries. This like explains how everything works and why. Didn't get it and blah, because blah. it was bright. Couldn't see anything, and nobody. Everyone was too proud to leave their seats to go and tell somebody. Oh, and it was damn. terrible. So I'm like, I'm so tempted to go back. And just watch 10 minutes. Just, right. And not pay for well, it. And, and so, so the lights did come back off? After about 10 minutes, literally. Damn. I was, I was furious. That's rough, bro. I was furious. Were you alone? No. And I just kept explaining my distaste to saying that, well, why don't you do anything? Well, because I want to see what happens. It's like, you know, it's just like, it was such a horrible bratty. My emotions were, you know, if they did, if they did an inside out on me, everyone would be really pissed off. I, my, my secret to seeing movies now is... Um, uh, the seven o'clock session on a Monday night. Yeah, so that but empty. I asked for it. I went to a three p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> what a blunder! Opening weekend for a kids movie. Like they may as well may as well handed me a big uh, lollipop and stuck sucker on my phone because that's what I felt. You like. may as well have gone to the tattoo parlor and, and, and asked said, for damage. Fuck me up, fam. <laughs> sorry, Quit sucker, <laughs> dumbass. Um, we what speak a goof! About, we could speak about Bing Bong. If we're talking about Inside Out. Oh, Bing Bong. Bing Bong is the mass suicide scene of Toy Story for this film. Like, it is, it is that moment. No, so I, um, my horrible thing that I've decided to do to my son is... <laughs> uh, Docs, if you're listening, this is when the Exhibit A begins <laughs> for future references. Um, so, from Toy Story 3, yep. I, I, I bought the, the... Yeah, you have the, the bear. The talking Lotso. The, yeah, no. And, oh, yeah. What's his name? Lotso Hug. Lot, Lotso Hug and Bear. Lotso Hug and Bear. Yeah, the stra- um, it smells like and, strawberry. Like, actually... he's like, and he's like... um. Hello, is anybody there? It's I cute. need a hug. I remember that. It's an adorable toy. My son Archie like lo- adores it. Thinks it's the best thing ever. So when you show him how when much I of a villain he is, Story Three, he's gonna be like, "Why? That's why, like a kid. why did my favorite toy try and kill the main act, main character?" You know, that's like movie? a kid you've read on like the the Clone Wars TV series and the prequels of Star Wars, and they have no idea what's coming. And then they watch like the other ones and like, hang on, the guy that I dress up as as a kid, the guy who I play, you're telling me he's like, he he murdered children and like basically committed genocide. It's horrible. But without spoiling any part of uh, of Inside Out, Mr. Bing Bong is going to be the toy that I buy my son to to just make sure he has a, a messed up childhood to get him to the moon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was uh, that was and it was Richard Kind. You yeah, like old cousin Andy from, from Curb. And He's in Sin everything. City. Sin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Sin City? No, what's his name? Oh, Big City. Spin City. Spin City. With Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. That's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I grew up with him. Also, but. Charlie Shane. Yeah, oh, great. Perfect. Tiger Blood. <laughs> also, winning. Um, it, look, it was. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was an incredible It was movie. a big return to form. Not that they've slipped too much besides the movies we don't see. Where do all. you put it, though? Tier system? I put it. That in that little second tier. number two? I put it alongside up. I put it alongside... Uh... You know what? I have to see it again because I'm a big fan of anything. I just thought the message was amazing. Like, I've never seen a film that dealt with me- mental health that wasn't, like, girl interrupted or something. Mm. And it was such an accessible... I think it's cool that mental health gets, like, big shout-outs and stuff. And I think, I think it's going to be a really important movie for parents to explain oh. feelings. Like, I think out of all of their films where there are some dumbass cynics who are like, oh, Toy Story is about people that care for commodities, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Like, 
what it's a great piece of art. It doesn't matter if the characters were fucking clouds. Like it's still an amazing movie. Yeah. They just happen to be toys. This movie I just think is such a pure like it, there is nothing at fault. There's no there's no sin no one anyone that's cynical about this, they have the worst emotions. And look, the, I'm and, glad and, things and I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmagle. 
it opened on a Thursday night and that's the night movies start in Australia. And that was the first film that was on that. And I have so many warm memories of middle high school seeing that film. And yeah, I saw that film a bunch of times at the cinema. I, I, I love that film. You'll see up there, there's a Sully up there. Yep. My, yep. my son's got a, a Sully hat. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's brilliant. And it's, it's, you know, like when you go to, have you ever been to like Disneyland's in other countries? Like I could do a theme oh, park dude. episode. You and I are just like. The, to- I, yeah, the Tokyo Disney, the, the Monsters Inc. Right? Oh, with the obsessed. flashlights. Yeah, have yeah, you yeah. done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, was the one of the most best things. I had to line up two hours to go on. Is it, it funny it so when it. you go to these other countries? Like, when I say other countries, I mean these non-Western and countries. Just, they don't eat the food we eat. <laughs> they don't talk the words we say. They're crossing streets the other way. They're, they're cut. Yeah, but uh, it's funny to see which characters over there are huge. You know, like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. You know, he's like a god in Japan, but nowhere else. Yeah, it's That's just because he looks because like no an anime character or something. Like, well, they made that movie to appeal to that. To that, yeah, totally. Like, but yeah. it's amazing, and it's like he's everywhere. Like, you go to pet stores, and you can just buy Stitch outfits for everyone. Not even Mickey and Minnie. Not even like the the fucking like pillars. <laughs> yeah. of these guys, it's really interesting. But yeah, man, Inside Out, go see it. Uh, and, we didn't and, ruin and, shit. And the the, uh, the the short film before it, the, oh, the, uh, lava the volcano, was great. lava. Yeah, fantastic. and you know that guy's going to be winning an Oscar in ten years for his first Pixar feature. Like that's how they do it. You know, they straight make, up. Yeah, they do like a, they do a small one, and then it's like yeah, it's what an, you can see. Why I want to intern there. I want to tickle people and uh, buskers everywhere. If you really want to make a couple bucks, you should learn song. that song. Yeah, because I reckon that, that that's going to be a a hot busking anthem. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Another, right. Inside Out, perfect. Really, really great movie. Great return to Pixar, and another notch in the incredible large hat that is Disney. Yeah, man. Like, speaking of Disney. Yeah, well, now we've got Spider-Man, Spider-Man. on the so, way. So, Levens and I, huge comic boys. Huge big, boys. Big, big time comic boys. And one of your favorite characters, Angus, is... Spider-Man, Sp- yeah. Spidey, the webhead. And look, I don't want to say like, oh, because I... not. It's not me, 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 why I love him. The thing is, everyone's an outcast in high school. Like, to a degree... Oh, you weren't. <laughs> all right, we're not all... We're not all Ferris Bueller. Look, I, <laughs> not even about being an outcast, but I mean, you think you're different. I just talked about my feelings, like about Pixar. I'm, I'm, there's there's yeah, no true. feelings attached I mean, to that, Spider-Man. And that's Spider-Man thing. I mean, <laughs> the beauty of Spider-Man, I'm speaking about Spider-Man in the comics. He looks up to other heroes. He looks up to his Iron Mans. He looks up to the X-Men. He looks up to Captain America, the Avengers. He's like, oh, it could be one of those. But he's going to go deliver pizzas because he needs to make money to look after his aunt. You know what and I mean? And he's it's- always struggling to to just be a normal dude. Yeah. And it's- he struggles to be Peter Parker, let alone Spider-Man. And not a lot of comics. Spoiler alert, Spider-Man is <laughs> Spoiler Peter Parker. He got bitten by a spider. <laughs> uh, his name is Peter Parker. His parents are dead. Um, so after seeing... But I, think, I think that's rare in comic characters as well. A lot of them are kind of, There's a lot of this... Sure. I'm cursed and, oh, it's my thing to do this. And I, he is, like, barely keeping it together as a hero, let alone barely keeping it together as, like, financially, like, romantically, socially. Like, he's just... And I think that's why we like him. Like, he's poor. He's not cool. And he's just such a relatable character. And I think that's why, you know... And and a great quote, and, you know, we'll, we'll get into this in a moment, that um, someone from Marvel said is the beauty of Spider-Man is under that mask, he could be anybody. And mm. I think that's great that you don't see skin color... You don't see anything like it is literally that mask. Totally. It's so iconic to the point now where other sexes are, you know, Spider-Man as well as other races. I, I'll ask Spider-Gwen, but we will get into this. We'll get, yeah, we've got plenty of episodes to talk about the Spider-Verse. Um, <laughs> so look, yeah, as we know, Sony had the rights for Spider-Man for a long time. Though I thought the casting was great in Andrew Garfield. Didn't do it. That's just, the second movie. I mean, the first movie was okay. It was fine. Look, no, they were huge missteps. But the second movie was just like, you know, Batman and Robin levels it was just were like, bad. Too many characters. All these mistakes have been made before and you should have known better. 
Yeah. It, no, but you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. you, you, like, what are you doing? Like, you saw the problem with Spider-Man 3. You saw the problem with any overstuffed movie. It was Spider-Man 3 again. You know, that's what it was. The movie that killed just, the franchise. They were like, yeah, why, why, let's skip the really good second second movie from... And go straight to the three. And just go straight to the shit one. It should have all been... Harry, like, and the problem is... I, I thought Garfield was great casting. The, the problem, even with the Tobey Maguire films, the existing Sony franchise, they seem obsessed with, in the first film, him graduating high school and being an adult. <laughs> totally. Both films are about him graduating and like... That, the best thing about Spider-Man, I've always liked, the high school years, the characters in high school, totally. him being in class, him not being able to, him getting in trouble for not handing in an essay and then as a result, watching New York crumble around him while he should be out there defending it and having this guilt of, do I go protect the city or do I have to like further my... Um, he has a thing that he always says, it's like... Uh, uh, something about power and responsibility. It's, a, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not important. He, he only says it once and that, it's left at that. I covered I mean, it up with my, my tattoo with my Lightning McQueen tattoo. So. Yeah. Oh man, how good would it be if this, this Spider-Man, um, the new Spider-Man for the new Marvel Universe has with great power comes great responsibility tattooed, tattooed on his head. Uh, R.I.P. Uncle Ben. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on his, on his, he has mom, dad, Uncle Ben, like heart, love hearts. Yeah, yeah. But, so and yeah. he has the thwip, 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 thwip. Yeah, <laughs> written all he doesn't shoot web, but it's implied. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Sony screwed up big time. Uh, as we found out, funnily enough, via WikiLeaks with all the leaked emails, like months before this happened, this was already kind of leaked that Sony was shitting themselves so much that because I think they lose James Bond this film as well. Really? I think after this film, James Bond is up for re franchise purchasing like All anyone right. like go disney yeah seriously disney get james bond their theme parks are gonna get even cooler like james bond rides holy shit but they're kind of, i think that you know they're grasping at straws hence them trying to create nine ghostbusters spin-offs sure. so big trouble spider-man once upon a time the most profitable character of theirs stinking big time stinking call in man. help from you know the enemy yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows how that happened? But who uh, knows how it happened? I think I think they mutually needed so, each so, other. I think and, and, Marvel and the, and the deal them. doesn't make much sense. Apparently, well, I think weirdly enough, it makes sense in a non-Hollywood way, where it's like no one's making extra money out of this, but it mutually benefit. Totally, it's mutually beneficial. It seems like so. Mar- Marvel have. What, what they're, 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 they're producing they have, the films. Yeah, they're producing and they have, but they're still Sony films. Creative input as well. Kevin Feige is still... Fieggi? Fieggi. Is it like Guy Fieri? <laughs> so like, can we call him Kevin Fieri? <laughs> Perfect. Kevin Done. Fieri, who is the head of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is he is like... I would have hated to be here. You, in these WikiLeaks, you see his responses. Remember, uh, Sony would be sending him like, these are the ideas for the movie. He's like, that's why Spider-Man 3 sucked. Don't do that. Like, you can see his email responses well, in these WikiLeaks. I, 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 yeah. I, you I, should I, check I him out. I don't read many WikiLeaks, but I'll It's check. what I do in my spare... Is there, is there a WikiLeaks app that I can uh, Julian to? will hook you up. Julian. Julian. Julie asks. Once he's, once he's finished in The Witcher 3. Once he's finished um, saving, yeah, the, the Witch land, land in Witcher 3. Uh, yeah, and he's just like, don't do that. This is stupid. That's it. Why would Peter do that? And they just ignored everything. So he's going to be looking after Peter's cinematic appearance sony are going to be like great we can have iron man we can have captain america we can have all these people jump in, in the spider-man movies yeah, yeah perfect and you know hopefully they do do that grand plan to do multiple spider universe movies through sony like oh, hopefully, totally. hopefully we get the, the sinister six and we get totally we get a venom that's movie that was a bummer get... i found of this the, the the last series universe dying because the next film was going to be a sinister six film yeah but i didn't really want that's Sinister Six to be the starring role. No, no, but I mean, the idea of that's great. I mean, it's your anti-Avengers movie. 
You totally. root for the bit like that we to have, me is yeah. awesome. And and they've been beaten, you know, beaten and beaten to that by Suicide Squad. It totally, was, it was hopefully going to be the first anti-hero movie. But. but also, the thing I liked about it was it was seeing Marvel villains who are good because you know like how much I don't like the Marvel cinematic villains. Totally, yeah, yeah. Whereas all the Spider-Man villains have such a they're always like a Frankenstein. He always has that classic like you were my mentor and now you've turned against. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's totally. always got some dead parent link to it or oh Parker you're a gen- and I, I, it's hammy and New York's way bigger than it, that but I really like that that there's always a personal kind of I created you and everyone's a Frankenstein I think yeah. the science thing's great like they always create themselves there's always a Dr. Jekyll Hyde shit it's um it's cool but yeah they cast this young kid another British dude second yeah I, I, don't, I don't what's his name I don't know Tom, mm. I wrote it down. I actually did some like form of note taking, but I've yes, deleted bro. the email, so I'm reading this from my Shout trash. out to notes and preparation. Tom Holland. And for once, he's a teenager, because I read Tobey Maguire was 30 in the first Spider-Man. That's so funny. Andrew up. Garfield was 29. And that's Kevin Fieri has said <laughs> this. <laughs> Kevin Fieri, little known uh, younger brother of Guy. Great chef. Uh, if you're ever in any of... Uh, if, if you're ever in, in Las America. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Las Vegas especially, uh, tell him Angus sent you. But Tom Holland... He's not yeah, as young Spidey, they say we're gonna He's like st- he's like thirteen, fourteen, right? Nineteen. Oh, he's nineteen. I think all the press shots that came out of him when he was super young, because he's the type of kid who hasn't appeared in a lot. Uh they said he's gonna be in high school. It's gonna be he's not graduating. They're like they've realized this is what's gonna happen. Young director too. He's only done two films. Uh I think he he's done like a horror movie, like just low budget indie stuff. And they said this is what I find interesting, like Ant-Man, which is an hour, which we're going to be obviously chatting about. We'll go, let's go see it together and then... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ant-Man, they've said... It's a heist movie. And, you know, for these phase it's two... It's a mo- date. It's a, it's a heist date. I'm going to have to steal you from uh, uh, your bank. My family. Yeah, your fam. <laughs> hey, fam. Uh, it's a heist movie. You know, the looking... Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of like a sci-fi movie. Now, this second phase has been about that. Third phase, this new Spider-Man movie. They say... Uh, the pitch is Kevin Fieri's like, oh, it's a John Hughes film. Like, we, yeah. we are going to try and make a John Hughes movie. And I'm like, that is perfect. Like, you need to balance that humor. The thing was, these last, even Tobey Maguire especially, humorless Spider-Man. Totally. So dark and brooding. Just, like, be funny. Like, the, the whole thing was, he's like a kid who, once he puts that mask on, he's a rock star. And he will be calling bullies what he wants to call them every day in the locker room. I think but, a lot of people um, didn't really respond very well to the to the the, the recent the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man mm-hmm. because they were used to Tobey Maguire being broody. Yeah, and so like See, my, like my, like my was wife was like, "Why is why is Spider-Man making jokes all the time?" I'm like, "That's, that's like his superpower." Yeah, he's a jerk, and yeah. the like. If you see in the comics, a horrible phrase. If you read the if you read the comics, wife, I think you'll find that I he's think a, you'll find quite that, the character. <laughs> he's quite the uh, comedian, but you know every other character rolls their eyes at him because they're like he's like a dad joke. Yeah, totally. They're just like, yeah, thanks, Peter. Like we got a dad. But I, I look, I'm pumped. I, I'm, I'm really pumped about the news that they also revealed that we're going to be seeing an entirely new bad guy who hasn't been seen yeah. in the cinematic universe and before. And we were always saying, who do you think is going to be? Who would you like to see for this first film? Um, and they're not doing origin either. He's like, he's yeah, they're done just to like, death. Everyone knows what he has. He's a, he's a guy. He has spider powers. I mean, I great think, power. Again, Kevin Fieri blah. said that how their approach is going to be. He's been around since pre-Avengers in this universe. So he's been a kid who's been around for a while. Well, we're going to see him in, in the next Captain America movie. That's where he's going to make his he's debut Civil in War. Civil War. Which, which side will he be on? Who knows? I but mean, which, which is weird guy? because in the Civil War comics, he becomes he goes public and says, well, I am Peter Parker. He's both sides. But he also reveals his identity, yeah, which totally. is no way he's doing that now. No, I, I think it's the, the, the... We'll get into this closer to the date, but uh, I think that they're going to... 
Civil War is not going to be anything, no. anything like the comics. This ain't your grandpa's Civil War. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was about slavery. This ain't your, uh, <laughs> this ain't your stepdad's Civil War. <laughs> yeah. This ain't your older brother's Civil War. Yeah, no. I mean, well, yeah, we'll get into it later, obviously, as to why it won't be. But uh, yeah, so they're, they're going to have an entirely new Spider-Man bad guy, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, James Spider-Man, Ultron. He has a he has a a rogues gallery of bad guys. I'd that, say after Batman, for me personally, best rogues gallery. There yeah, is. It, probably it, it, on probably, par. Goes, probably goes Batman, Spider-Man, Flash for for best rogues gallery. Really, you're down with Flash's rogues? Flash, I don't know Flash a lot. Rogue. I know Captain Freeze, Captain Cold, Captain, Captain Cold, Cold, Captain Freeze. <laughs> what oh, an <boy>. asshole. <laughs> Just really, it, you're down with flashes. Oh man, Flash has Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. So I mean, they're, they're the really fun ones. But then you have like Reverse Flash and uh, just you know the the, the Mirror Master and uh, okay. yeah, so many the great, prankster. The prankster, Mark. Hamill. Not a watered down version of the Ruler and Joker. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but they all have their own. It's their the the backstories that were created <clears throat> um, later. Yeah, and and and. Yeah, they're just like good good characters, even without being super villains. Okay, uh, but Spider Man has a just a great oh, rogue gallery. So, even so from diverse. Venom to like you know Doc Octopus, like huge, like a gr- a thick rogues gallery. And hopefully, I mean, <clears throat> hopefully, that, I mean, there's there's so many different ones. It would be great if they Vulture, do Vulture I mean, or Black Cat. Even would be great. Black Cat would be cool because uh, uh, if they're going to have it like a nice, cool, grounded high school movie, Black you need Cat, a babe who's Black Cat would shit. be perfect. Yeah, that Black would be Cat's the, Felicia Hardy, who's this who, who they kind of had in in the, the last movie, but she was like an intern or it, something. And she didn't do anything of note. They probably had great plans for her, and they were mad when they in this weird reality where Spi- the Amazing Spider-Man two. They was probably were going to put her in a bikini. It was going to be the best. Yeah, it's, it's, that it's, was their plan. Yeah, and now you know she's in a bikini and she steals a jewel. Spider-Man Five, yeah, um, yeah. I think it could be anyone. I, I, I personally would love. I'd like Mysterio. Mysterio could be amazing. Um, just he, he, Mysterio is a character that, uh, that special effects. Yeah, well, he, and he like you know he can get into your mind and make you. But is think he like? Didn't he work in special effects? Isn't that his? Am I thinking of Ultimate Mysterio? No, he does. No, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's been so many. They all merged. Well, the as characters. they as we're about to, they merge together all these Ultimates and this. Should we talk about that? Yeah, well, look. I mean, I, I, Chameleon would be great too. He puts different faces good. on. Chameleon's um, like your look, clay there, face. There, I mean, again, so many good, yeah. so many good uh, Spider-Man bad guys. I'd love, that it you know be. what I'd love? Kingpin, even though, and now they're part of the universe. That would if be If they awesome. just use the Kingpin from the Daredevil Wilson TV. Fisk, is, that's what I mean. They, well, they have they to. It's used, all part uh, of the same universe. If you get Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, because I really Vincent like D'Onofrio the Kingpin. did such a good job. Oh, that only Marvel villain I'm down with. Loki. Loki, but yeah. Even then, you're low key into Loki. I'm low key Loki. I'm more like low key because Marvel's worst trope is that they don't put much time and effort into these into their cinematic bad guys. And I've said this to you before. I loved Guardians of the Galaxy a lot, except uh, their villain who is Ronan. Ronan, Ronan he's the great. The, he is one of my favorite cosmic villains. He's amazing in the comics, and I mean in the lead. And what's he, the he lead has up so to many, the... There's so many reasons why he's not a bad guy. He's, he's not a bad guy. He's, he's misunderstood. He, well, no, he's he's he. It's his he, job. It's his job to be. He's the like the judge. He he's exactly. like it's the judge of the guy. And, and he's uh, he's speaking. What's the series the lead up to? Um, oh, the Annihilation series. Yeah, he's amazing. That yeah, incredible. And if you ever want to get back to basically. Guardians of the Galaxy is based off a run from about five years ago, you'd say. Like, well, yeah, I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy has been around um, as, a, as a franchise oh, in Marvel itself, for a while. The, but run, yeah, the, the, the characters that you know and love. The run that they're basing it off is one from about five years ago. By uh, Dan Abnett and Andy, and Andy also, Lanning. And, and, the, and, and it's the spun out of an incredible 
um, thing called Annihilation, incredible event called Annihilation. Yeah, and, and usually events are very hit or miss. Annihilation is just sick. Yeah, and then they did another one called Annihilation Conquest, and that's really good too. Yeah, I highly recommend binge reading. Binge read it. That's where you meet your Star Andy, Lord. Andy it's and, where uh, you meet Dan's your uh, you know Rocket Raccoon. And you got Nova as well, and then you have Nova. like expanded. Uh, Guardians roster that includes one of my favorite characters ever called Bug, and he is literally bug. a space bug. And, and Cosmo the, the dog. Yeah, oh my god. Who, they he, made was illusions. Kind, he was kind of in it. There's allusions to it in the film, and I think there will be more of Cosmo's so good. Cosmo's yeah. so badass. He's a Russian dog. He's, just that, a do- he, he's the original. He's the dog that. The, the Russian the space dog, Latka, uh, Latka, uh, Latka the, spa- the dog yeah. that Russian shot into space, and he's now mount- in, the com- in, the, in, the, in the comics. This is our new segment, In the Comics. Welcome to In the Comics. It's the segment where you smell your own farts and read comics and bask <laughs> in the glory that you have time to read comics. But yeah, it, he's, uh, he's the Russian dog, and he's like wound he has up. psychic with him. powers. And he like, is that? HQ, isn't he? He's like, oh, he's like, the, yeah, he's, he's the head of nowhere. Yeah, 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 the head of nowhere. It's yeah, the yeah. best. Anyway. It's awesome. Uh, over the next, gonna... over the next few, uh, oh yeah, the villains. The next shit. few episodes will be will be less, uh, less, less. No, we'll be no, we'll be far more comic centric, oh, but we'll be less, less awkward about talking about them because we'll just own it. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's that a stigma that's like, date. yeah, read comics. It'll be like when you bring a girl back when the first few times you hide you, you, you pretend you're distant to cool shit like aftershave and like you know i don't read books i don't read books but put it in the put it on that burning book pile over there honey you know like and then like you know fourth time you're just like uh i'm actually just gonna read this comic it's like yeah, yeah. You, you know the true color show we're gonna get like that fourth episode that's what you have to look forward to yeah uh, marvel have just uh we'll talk about this very quickly huge again status quo change incredible which... event going on right now written by one of my favorite comic book writers jonathan hickman it's called secret wars it's uh, a, a revisit to a really great 80s event 80s run where Spider-Man fact got his black suit from oh, that's the right. famous that, black that then, suit that then became the Venom and they only did that the because uh, they're worried that he wasn't uh, dark enough right and In they were like of, let's make him they wouldn't have edgier and they wouldn't spinal tap way none more black yeah and it was a pretty cool suit before it got really evil and became a you know alien symbiote, symbiote that, yeah uh, yeah, but so now Spider Secret Wars is this fantastic event which uh, happens with all the different universes that are well, within the, Marvel Comics I think before colliding together. Yeah, look, the, and for those that don't know, 20 second history lesson. About 10 years ago when comic book movies were the shit, the problem was if Marvel realized... And they were in a... In the in the late nineties, early two thousands, Marvel were, were bankrupt. You were going to run out of twenty seconds so fast. No, but they were bankrupt, and they were like, "Shit, all these kids are going to want to go straight after the Spider Man and X Men movie, which were raining at the time. I want to go read a comic." They'd walk in there. They're up to volume twenty four, issue six hundred thirty three. Yeah, it's like scratch the head. No, none of the characters died twelve times. Yeah, and then so how do we come up with it? Let's just start a new universe. Has nothing to do with the classic comics that your grandpa's Civil War Spider Man comics. But these are the, uh, we call it the ultimate universe. And look, Peter Parker doesn't work for the Daily Bugle. He's the webmaster. He's not the photographer. He's the webmaster for it. You know, it was, yeah, it was, it was like kind a, of retelling. Really, and, a, and a much more, it was like around, yeah, 2000. 2000. Yeah, yeah. 2000. And, and so they relaunched it. The Brian big, Michael the big... Bendis launched it with Spider-Man, which to this day is still going. Just stopped. Just stopped. So so basically they started, it was, they called it the ultimate universe and they had a new relaunched X-Men, a new yeah, Spider-Man, a black a new Nick Fury, all these Avengers, new things. Yeah. Funnily enough, all of the ideas from the ultimate universe, so many of them have made it into the cinematic universe now. Absolutely. So it's kind of funny because, I mean, Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, Patch bro. There's a, there's a scene in in the first, um, like the, they call it of the Ultimates. No, this is, in, in, this is oh. from like 2004 that Mark Miller wrote. Um, and this is their Avengers. And, and they they, were they, called, yeah. all, all the Avengers characters are saying like, oh, if, if they made a movie about us, who would play you? And then Nick Fury says Sam- like, uh, that's easy, Samuel L. Jackson. And then Samuel L. Jackson did play him. Prediction, Crazy. bitches. Yeah. Um, and that's why there was, and look, and, and I think it's a lot of, 
they they needed that 10-year gestation period. They were like, look, we need these new fans coming. That, that's going to support the films. Now they'll know the characters. Now let's destroy it all and just make it one big happy universe. Well, yeah, so you it's had, you had the, the ultimate, ultimate universe and the regular Marvel universe and every other little universe that exists in the comic world. From a world. spin-off, like an old man Logan. They're all, they're all colliding with each other. All those universes have ended and now there's like this weird event, which is a big mishmash. Battle of, world. Yeah, mishmash of different universes called Battle World. And once this event is over... Then you're gonna have a more. It's more a nerd's wet dream. Yeah. It's 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 like it's like Royal Rumble. It's when all of your wrestlers come into. It's like it's like when you play Mortal Kombat and you've unlocked all the characters. Or you know what it's like the ill-fated Mortal Kombat versus DC. It's like just getting your favorite toy. No, you know it's getting your favorite toys and just playing them together. <laughs> what other things is it, Angus? Just it list is, ten more. I'm just looking at things in the room. It's, it's a like have you ever have you ever like uh, put a burger on a pizza and then uh, and then put ice cream on top? Yeah, of it? it's, it's that. It's a tadakan. It's like have you, ever, have you ever like like put it, put your bed sheets on the couch and then then slept Made on the floor. television. <laughs> It's that. It's that. But yeah. Times a hundred. Um, but it's a real fun way of them going, let's consolidate all these universes and start fresh again. And it just leaked all of the new comics that are coming out of it. And I just want to you know, say... One fourth of them are Spider, spider comics. Yeah. Well, I guess they're extremely they're excited about the Sony deal. That means that... They're, and I'm pumped about that because it's like, as I pointed out to you earlier today, there are no fi- Fantastic Four films, which is... Sorry, Fantastic Four comics, which is like the oldest... Superhero fan, like one of the one of like the the, the, the starship oldest. Marvel titles gone doesn't exist. All the characters are within the comics somewhere, but they're like fucking Inhumans now. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> the thing is in Guardians of the Galaxy, Human Torch is in um, Inhumans. Inhumans, and I, I don't I don't know where Mister and Mrs. Fantastic well, we'll are, but I think out. they're separated. Which yeah, is they're wild. separate. Mm, even divorce happens in comics. Um, but I'm I'm very and excited. One X Men or something like there's another... a, no, there's a, no. There's about there's about six different X Men comics. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, there's and, Wolverine. And then, and then there's, there's the a few X-23. Wolverines. But then there's like there's there's extraordinary X Men, uncanny X Men, uh, X Men, and I don't no, know. No, you're a right. Few different I, things, I stand yeah. corrected. But there's uh, so many Spider Man. There's <laughs> Spider Man, which is well, there's no, we'll save Miles Flies. There's Amazing Spider Man, Sinister Silk. I don't know about Silk. Like I actually don't know Silk about is the character. Silk is a new Silk. character. That's an original Sin thing, right? I don't know about this. Uh, no, Silk came out of the Spider... I don't even know. Who cares? Uh, there's Spider-Gwen, which is basically just for cosplayers. What if Gwen... No, apparently it's really good. That's Gwen, what I mean. But what it's if like Gwen co- Stacy was Spider-Man and not Peter Parker? But it's a real cosplayer, I think. Like, I think that's... Ni- it's tumblers and cosplayers that have 90% to do with Spider-Gwen's success. Have you ever reckon anyone's ever gone, done cosplay as a Tumblr site? <laughs> there you go, listener. <laughs> Big idea next uh, Comic-Con. Uh, what else there is? Spider-Man 2099, which got a huge resurgence recently. With Miguel which is the, yeah, the, the Spider-Man from 2099. I mean, the title does say it all. One that I'm actually the most pumped for, Web Warriors, because I'm a huge sucker for Grant Morrison's Batman Inc. I'm getting shades of that. It's a bunch of Spider-Men yeah, all from around different the universes. World. Spider-Man India was one of them. Spider-Man Noir. Spider-Ham. It's all the these like goofy... Spider-Pig. 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 Yeah, it's all these like awesome offshoot characters teaming up and like taking on shit. I don't and, know. And Peter Parker designs all their tech. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's Batman Inc. Yeah. They, and, uh, and then there's... The, the, Spider-Woman the, who's pregnant. Yes, Spider-Woman is pregnant. Who with? Hawkeye. Jessica I Drew. mean, who, who I don't know. Who who's knocked her up. Then there's the Amazing Spider-Man classic Peter Parker. Except what I'm loving about this, he's now... The pitch... And it's Stan Slot still writing it. And 
Spider-Man, you got to admit, for the last 40 years, it's like it's like The Simpsons. Like, a not he has not progressed that much. Peter Parker's a character in terms. Well, I mean, he was not Peter Parker for a whole year. He, he was, was not. He was a, he was Ben Riley. He, he was, was a clone. Oh no, then no, he was also. He also had uh, the, the, the Otto Octavius, uh, Doctor Octopus's superior Spider-Man. Had, had, took over his brain for an which entire was an year. Awesome run. I really good run. I'm halfway through it at the moment. Which I still think is a real brave move of Marvel to do. Though I do have my theories of them saying. To Sony, hey, we can do Spider-Man comics without even Peter Parker. You, you sons of bitches! This is, <laughs> is showing how how much of a badass we are. But I'm loving this new concept. So they've said he's globe trotting. It sounds a lot like Batman, and I'm not mad at that. He's globe trotting because apparently they said he's Marvel have said he's got Parker Industries, which is his Stark Industries. It's actually a huge big company now. He's no longer like a a pizza delivery guy. You know, he's not a schmuck working job. He's not a teacher. He's got this huge corporation. He's he's it's going to be based in New York, Shanghai. London and San Francisco and it's going to seem and it's got a return of and it's something that a lot of people hated the Spider-Mobile did you see that Alex yeah. Ross variant cover and that to me is such another Grant Morrison move Basically, like for the like Grant Morrison took all the corny aspects of Batman's 60 year history at the time and brought it all into this and said that why can't this one person have done all these crazy errors and yeah. had all these weird Where, phases like, of his life yeah when a new writer takes over canon. totally like when a new writer takes over a, a character I mean it happens. A lot of it, this, they, these things didn't happen or there's a lot of retcons and you like you have to kind of forget what you've learned all over again and start anew. But it was such a cool move to be like, no, why can't he have this Batman of Alra? What was it? The Zuranar. 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 Who was originally a character in like the another 60s. Planet from from a, a Batman from another planet, but then it became Batman's emergency backup So when he was compromised mentally and physically, he had trained, Bat- Bruce Wayne had trained himself to have this crazy like basically primal version of batman inside at all times called zuranar <laughs> it was amazing it was so cool but the spider vehicles returned and it's like the batmobile it's this goofy spider shaped car and i'm on board i think that's awesome yeah. i think it's kick-ass that they're advancing peter parker putting him in like you know this global scale but to make up for the fact that he's going to be out of high school and stuff they've brought in and this was a huge move like five years ago they killed P- peter parker died in the ultimate universe and he was replaced with a black Spider-Man, a Hispanic, African-American, mixed-race Spider-Man called Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. I mean, same, you know, PP, Peter Parker, MM, Miles Morales. Checks out quite a similar That's character. That's all you need. Quite me. All you need is matching for... You, have, you need Yeah, the, it doesn't matter who your parents ma- are. Matching, matching for first and second names, and then you need to be bitten by a spider. Voila, Spider-Man. Voila. And the big news is he's now part of the main Marvel Universe. He's been plucked from Ultimate. He was such a huge hit. One like, of the few things that survived the Ultimate Universe, as far as we know so far. Yeah. And he's, he's going to be in the main universe with his own comic, still written by Bendis. Yeah, which is and, huge. Um, and he's going to be, I guess, the main Spider-Man of, 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 of well, New York. He's going to be the high school Spider-Man. There's going to be Spider-Man, that's him, and Amazing Spider-Man, which is Peter Parker. So, sorry, white guys are still more amazing, apparently, <laughs> than uh, mixed race Spider-Man, but that's that's Marvel's decision. But I like the fact that and they will be featuring in each other. So it's and it just takes me back to that Morrison era of Batman, where you'd have you know remember when Dick Grayson was Batman and Bruce Wayne was Batman. There was concurrent Batman, and they were, yeah, they were both both dealing with separate. separate yeah, Dick Grayson looked after global, Gotham, and yeah, Bruce looked issues. after kind of. And I think that's awesome. And I think yeah. it's so obvious. I've seen it before, and I loved when it happened before, and I'm just really pumped they're embracing that. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. and why not do your own version of something? That and as a Spider-Man fan, I felt for the last few years like we were getting the short end of the deal. 
Spider-Man was basically because of the films, because Marvel did not have any kind of filmic say. And that's where, you got to admit, that's where their money's at, you know, Disney is. They, they actually, the last few years has really seen them do lots and lots of different Spider-Universe um, books. Slot was cool. I mean, well, no, uh, Spider-Universe I mean, was uh, Spider-Island. Um, no, but I mean also like uh, just different series. So that like you had the Superior Foes of Spider-Man, which You're is right, the they're experimenting with stuff. But, I mean, a lot of it was removed from the day-to-day Peter Parker thing. Sure. And it was kind of, you know, maybe it was them testing to see what they could do with or without Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad he's back. I'm glad he's Spider-Man. Your boy's back, bro. Don't worry about it. My boy's back and, he, and he's rich. He's brought Miles with him. He's brought Miles. And I, look, I, I'm super pumped by that. There, um, were, there were some people getting pissed off too that, oh, they had to get another white guy. It's, it's guaranteed that, like, any comics decision is going to be met with mm. thousands of angry people on the internet. Totally. I'm on board. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm even more on board with uh, my favorite current comics writer Jason Aaron has been written uh, chosen to uh, write the new the first se- series he's gotten in a long while of Doctor Strange which is one of the next yeah. uh, big Marvel properties that they're making a movie out of yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch but you got it Benedict um, is will be Benedict playing um, he's going to be playing the good doctor who has not had his own solo title for years in, well, yeah he had, he's had like little mini series here or there over the last decade but nothing for a long time so um, Jason Aaron is an incredible writer. He's currently writing Star Wars and he's writing Thor. His um, Star Wars run, like this is oh man, back in the Marvel zone. The best thing about Disney's acquisition of Star Wars has been the amazing run of comics. I'm not going to speak about it today. It has been a delight, might I say, guys? It a has delight. been a delight to read your comics. Angus is salivating. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I'm a big digital like a comics Wookie. guy. Just out of just, he just love Angus. Your boy, he, I love your my boy loves tech. He I loves love tech. my retina, but I'm still. I, I, you know, go in weekly to my local comic book shop and I pick up the the physicals for all the Star Wars uh, comics. I just, you know, as a Star yeah. Wars nut and a Marvel boy, it's perfect. Jason Aaron's writing the main Star Wars comic for Marvel, which is really great. It's yeah. awesome. Six issues in. It's set between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. It's it's brilliant. He also has one of my favorite. Um, titles over at Image called Southern Bastards oh yeah probably my favourite comic from last year still got issue one we picked, I picked that up when we went to free comic book day last year so I haven't read it what highly highly goddamn recommended real good yeah incredible um, cool set in Alabama um, it's about football and barbecue and uh, you, as a Friday Night Lights fan, as a Friday Night I was about to say you, you would actually like really enjoy the it the Friday Night Lights comic I never had um, and it deals with like you know race issues while not being on the no- it's like it's very dark it's great yeah he cool. also wrote a really great um, mini for um Icon last year called Men of Wrath, which I'd highly recommend to. Oh, uh, yeah. If you are taking notes of what comics to read. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, don't, I can't think of anyone writing for Marvel right now who could do a better job. Anyone writing comics right now that could do a better job of do, dealing with Doctor Strange. So you pumped, you got it. Yeah, I mean, he's been incredible. Uh, one of my other favorite writers, Jonathan Hickman. Yeah, um, he's he, going. Yeah, he's been, do, he's been doing the Avengers uh, uh, comics New for Avengers. the last few years. And he did Fantastic Four before that. He did Fantastic Four and FF in the lead up to the um, Marvel Now. And, and then, then when Marvel Now happened, it did, yeah, it did Avengers and New, New Avengers, Avengers, right? Yeah, and, and they're both been, like, it's almost like a kind of concurring story from following yeah. on from Yeah, and they're Fantastic basically Four. the fallout of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, and he's writing Secret Wars right now. been the result of this status quo change, yeah. Um, uh, but he wrote an incredible Doctor Strange. He, he was part did of he? the New Avengers team. And uh, I feel like Jason Aaron's going to be influenced up. by that. Uh, man, you got to read Secret Wars just for the, the, the take on Steve. Well, I still haven't The read. dynamic between Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom is like... Yeah, wow. Just one of the, the Doom, most like, fun things to read. Spoiler alert, he's in charge, right? Basically, he's a god in this... I mean, yeah, like for, for what for one reason or another, it, 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 the, the universe that the Marvel currently is at the moment was created 
by Doctor Doom, and he is the god that looks over all. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, we'll talk about it in depth once the uh, the series finishes, I guess. And, yeah, uh, and, and I, I'll I force it. you to read it. Um, we, we've been talking for a long while. It's a long episode. Yeah, this is real comic-y. Sorry for you, uh, True Detective fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason you like. Should we touch with some games we've been playing lately? Yeah, just let's end on, end on, a, on a video game note. So I know you picked um, up Woolly World. Yoshi's Woolly World. I've been playing a very adult game. It's uh, it's rated R. It's uh, pretty hectic. <laughs> it's you, dark. You play a dinosaur. No, sorry. A dinosaur made of yarn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you, you got you, the Amiibo. As we know, we have different It is the most adorable game that's ever come. And it's like, you know... Nintendo have been putting out those adorable games for a while, but it's you know only only in the last couple of years that we've been seeing them in HD. Yeah, and it makes so much difference. It's just this incredible game. Yoshi is the is the the uh, the dinosaur that Mario rides sometimes. Sometimes, I mean, if you don't know what Yoshi is, you don't know what like you definitely don't know what Pixar movies are. You don't even you know don't how to know, use a podcast. You don't know what Spider Man is. Totally, but, Yoshi's but, like bread and butter. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. In this one, you play like Yoshi, and his entire world is made out of wool. It looks, and, and I hate the word, but it looks. Charming. It's I, incredible. The trailer, you hate the word charming? Uh, to describe a game or something that's cute, it's just like really lazy, I yeah, find. Yeah, sure. But it's like when you have a troubled character and you don't say... You or, just go, they have issues. Oh, yeah. Or when you have a damaged, damaged character, character and you put damage on their forehead. Yeah, exactly. It's just, but it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. It actually looks like wool. And... Shout out to Nintendo. I, I, in the in the, the scorned digital event that you and I scorned, the, one of the coolest moments I found though was when they spoke to that female i forget her name but she'd been designing all the yarn yoshis yeah one of, one was, of the one of their staff uh, which actually was like, knitted a, a stack of which uh, was the inspiration yoshis. for the amiibo and the game stuff so that was like yeah awesome. you get these really cute wool toys which my son just like puts in his mouth now does he really yeah it's, you know it's you, so you can either scan them on your um gamepad or, or you can put them, them in your, your mouth child. it's perfect yeah, it's yeah, great. yeah. Very, very so many different so have you been playing it is it as good it's, as oh, yoshi's dude, island it's, it's adorable it's like the most it's the it's the sweetest game but it's also is it challenging Dude, it's really hard. Like Are you, a Yoshi's you, Island you fan? can you can smash through all the levels and and get through it pretty quickly, I guess. Mm-hmm. But if you actually want to collect the three coins, et well, cetera. no, yeah, you, you collect like five uh, like balls of wool throughout the each level, yeah. and then they unlock like a different design of of cool. Yoshi. And it's I don't know that's incentive for me to, to do it more. And then if you collect the the little flowers, you have to collect five of those, and they unlock How's an it extra level. To, like the other big first party platform there, Mario U. Um, I prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, if you like platform games, it's, it's one of the best. I love Yoshi's Island was massive. I mean, it was such a weird game. It shouldn't have worked. It was a prequel, which everyone forgets. It was a sequel. Also, it was, it's Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Yeah. It's such a weird game. It's, but I mean, but people love it. And it's amazing. The animation is beautiful. The the art style was, it was probably the the first first game, which I can remember, like first mainstream game, which said back then it was all about, I remember the Super FX chip was out and it was about having 3D graphics. Donkey Kong Country was out. It was all about, showing off 3D graphics but they I remember like still Nintendo made chip, a conscious but... decision to say yeah they did use the chip that's right but they were like you know what we're going to do something like esoteric like left of whatever we're not going for like hardcore graphics and I think that was like that's still them now that, yeah I mean that kind of sums up what they're all about but it was so good it was, it was like and the, the idea of that it looks like pencils it's like it's like yeah. it's like kids crayon drawings and or now something. 20 years after that we've got wool. knitted wool thank um, you 3d graphics but man like if someone just getting some of these the, the collectibles is so hard like I, really? I, I'll, I'll die i'm glad it's challenging and nintendo is such dicks now because if you die like four times in a row they're like you know you can just enable the yeah the the the, the, the really simple if you if you put this onto when like when do they do that week, was that for week, if, like three-year-old 3D? mode you'd be able to get through this easy i'm like no i want to do it the right it's way really i'm a condescending. man it. i'm an adult what game was that was the first time they did that mario galaxy 2 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, mean, I get why they do it because I mean, like, they want kids are playing these games, and if if, if a kid dies yeah. fucking ten times in a row, they're just gonna be like, "Fuck this game!" You don't die in angry. But birds. I find it condescending as a thirty-year-old. I'm like, don't you tell me about the the the, the setting. Look, sh- mum, I, I just had a brain fart and forgot how to say his say the creator of Mario's name. Oh, Miyamoto. Look, Miyamoto, sh- sh- Shigeru Miyamoto. I'm an adult man. And I like to be treated as such. Yeah. Give Mario a shotgun and I want to blow these boos away. Never happened. Uh, I've been playing Arkham Knight the, from one woolly character to another. <laughs> I've been playing the Rocksteady finally, you know, rounding out their trilogy, their finale, uh, the Arkham games. Which, man, what a shocker. Like, seriously, in all honesty, that series should never have worked. Arkham... I, it can't, I mean, licensed games, the thing is like... Licensed games suck. Yeah. And luckily now, I think for consoles, smartphones exist. So anytime they need a quick cash grab license game, they never hit consoles anymore. Like they just go like, you know, we would have got an Avengers Age of Ultron game this year if there weren't smartphones around on a console, you know, a half-baked thing. They just go straight to here now. There are games where you get crystals to unlock shit and that's how they make their money. That's I'm fine with that because I don't play that horse shit. Yeah, it's like Ultron Tetris. Have fun. Totally. Fuck you. It's like, for, yeah, it's like those Candy Crush bullshit. And I, I'm glad those exist because assholes and parents will buy that and, you know, that's how they're going to make money, whatever. But these consoles, you know, they're not getting sullied by this. But Arkham should never existed. I mean, a licensed game, I remember like five years ago when it came out, it was just like, why the hell is a licensed game really good? And I remember the early reviews for Arkham Asylum. It's like, this game is actually incredible. And it's not based off any Batman film. It's not based off a current comic. It's its own universe. And in a way... And it references everything, but references it's everything. definitely its own thing. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a grab bag. It's own bag. takes on all the characters too. The only thing I... The one thing I could say, it's kind of the monster energy version of Batman I always find. Like everyone is brutishly large if yeah. you're a male and just ripped to the fucking max. Everyone looks like in their spare time, they're just like bench pressing rhinoceroses or something. Or if you're a female character, well, you're just mad slutty. If you're one of three female characters in yeah. the entire universe. You're a villain who you hit and you're also mad slutty. And then every single guy, like you just walk past, you're like, did you see that bitch? The bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah. Like, every- bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah. And you can tell that it is made for 15 year old guys. But Steve is still playing. It's still playing. And I'm just like, yeah, man, like, there's a lot of Dorito fingers hitting the X button right now. There is a lot of like monster energy just getting chugged. I mean, that's the one thing I'm just kind of like hesitant, but I understand why it's there. The game itself is awesome, man. It's like, it feels like the first next gen game is finally like, it looks beautiful. It's so tightly made. And for once you, you have access to the Batmobile and that within itself, I mean, that is the ultimate James Bond game. Like that's what James Bond doesn't have. He doesn't have a Batmobile and the Batmobile is like, it's integral to Batman. Every film, it's always like the unveiling of the Batmobile is totally. more important usually than the suit itself. And or the actor playing th- Batman. Totally. And this Batmobile is probably my favorite Batmobile. In a, and I love the universe too because it has, yeah, it has that Nolan realism. It's grounded, but there's but mad it's neon metal. lights. It's totally metal. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's kind of got that kind of, it's got the rainy Burton gargoyle. Sure. Nature, and it's kind of like, this. it's the best bits of all of the worlds. And this is what I like about the car. It looks like a tank and stuff. It's just, yeah, it's, it, it uses a lot of, 
I know there's a bit of Burton's car in there. There's no Schumacher, which you're going to be really upset about. God damn it! But there's, there's no there's no back credit card mini game. Not yet. I would really like. That's probably the download. That's probably the iOS game for it. It's probably <laughs> it's probably like that accounting or something. You know, just you know, you got to really explain why a billionaire is spending all of his money on weapons research. But yeah, so far so good. Voice cast awesome. Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, aka the classics. Gods. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, you got to pick it up, man. You, that's the game that will convince you to get a next gen. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've I've been like waiting for that that the the, the price drop. Yeah, for it's the, coming. Uh, it's coming. As it's soon coming. As, as soon as it happens, I'll get a PS4. It's huge and it's great. And the fact you can fly between like all three islands of this version of Gotham, no load time, nothing. It's just yeah, it it's exists. Cool. It's it's awesome. It's it's massive. I the reason I stopped playing, like I loved Arkham Asylum, uh-huh. but. I stopped playing Arkham City pretty early into it. I probably really? got like maybe four or five hours into it. Who's the villain? Oh, it's Hugo um, Strange. That's right. Because of, uh, I just got really overdoing stealth missions. What do you mean? Like the ones where like you see like eight guys. And, and, like and they've all go- got guns and you can't let oh. one of them see you. Dude, you know what? I haven't done this for a long time. I got up an hour earlier than I did normally today to play Batman before I went to work. <laughs> um, and it, it just was like just, the rockin' ballers this week. Just like the rockin' ballers, you'll find out that next week's yeah next week episode prediction. He's gonna he's gonna wake up early and you know uh, just just swipe a credit card and order some like really tight fitting shirts on Amazon or something. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was a stealth mission, and I was so into it. Like the get, I don't know, they've probably advanced a lot more. I do remember probably having some like oh I've got to do this, but now there's this cool feature where I have a gadget, and so in, in this game series. The Joker's dead. Mm-mm, ooh, whatever. I don't care if you're upset if you if you don't know that spoiler. So Harley Quinn's kind of picked up his army, his thugs, right. and I've got a voice recording of her, and I've can mute, can um, modulate that and give people instructions on their headsets as her. That's cool. So while they're standing around, I'm like, I've got to get in this door here. So I'm way up above looking down at a group of thugs who have guns. And as we know, Batman is very Columbine really did things for Batman. He's very anti-gun. He's not a big fan at all. So uh, I'm giving these dudes who have like massive rail guns and shit. I'm like, go over there and look at this thing. You give them instructions and they go and do it. But I've already like placed a bomb there and the wall crushes. And it's just, I think the stealth this time around is like, you've got to be really strategic. And the gadgets this time are a lot more fun for stealth. Cool. I think even you would like it. Even a little gronk like me. That's yeah. cool. My problem is that I, I like to just be like the, the fuck you stealth and just throw grenades at everybody and hope for the best. Which Batman doesn't really do. No. Batman. He's stealthy as shit. Get some grenades, Batman, for God's sake. Stop being such a pussy and kill someone, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, he has a tank that shoots tank bullets. Well, no, the great... Uh, the other things are drones. They make an explicit... So you're fighting all those tanks in the game. There's nobody in them. They're controlled by this new villain, which DC have been on board with creating, called the Arkham Knight. Oh, and he's yeah. kind of like this anti-Batman. He's very. He's kind of like Bane's... In the military if sense. Bane was a robot. He's like, if Bane, well, he's, there's a guy underneath there and the whole thing right now is like, who is he? I've got my theories. I won't say them yet, but I've got a few ideas. Is it CIA guy? It's CIA guy. After after all those hearing problems of him yelling on the plane in Dark Knight Rises, finally got his ears clean. He's got this cybernetic <laughs> helmet, which helps his hearing. He's got infinite belt buckles so he can just loop his fingers through at all times. And everyone's a big guy. <laughs> Let's uh, end on the best note you possibly can. Whenever you reference CIA guy and a big guy for you, doesn't get any better than that. It's a big note for you. We'll be back next Thursday. What do we got? Uh, what will happen? <laughs> well, we got a new episode, True Detective. 
and uh, I'll be doing some cool burps like that again next That's week. That's a new segment. After I just fill you in on ballers, Levin's will be filling you in on burpers. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll be back next week. Thanks Angus for listening. Levin, thanks for listening. Um, you can catch us on Facebook. Hey Facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast. Email us. And if you've got any suggestions of things that you want us to kind of maybe, something you think would like after these intimate two and a bit hours you spent with us and say, maybe Levin's would like this comic. Maybe Angus would like this comic. You know, let us know. We want to hear this stuff. Hey, man, let's wrap. Hey, man, do a Simpsons commentary. <laughs> HeyFamPodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Even if you want us to just like, if you see something coming up in the future and you just be like, hey, can you just I'd love a HeyFam approach. Just don't, no, just don't, don't please do don't go near that. And we will go through it. <laughs> and, we'll, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll consider it. We'll weigh up the options. Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see what your online presence is like and whether you have any influence. Like, oh, is it? This guy's not really the biggest influencer. If you're an influencer, we're not going to do it. If you're, an inf- <laughs> if you're not an influencer, we'll be like, man, we're doing it. And we're going to say, fuck you. Also, there's no such thing as bad press. Peace. <laughs> Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.